used to be a pimp or something? <laughs> I'm sure he still is. So you're saying his day job is a pimp and he moonlights as a stand-up comedian, a, sec- a very successful stand-up comedian. See, the thing is that uh, you, look up, um, you look up his Wikipedia, it does not say that he is a pimp. He's not going to say that he was a fucking pimp on the, you know, he's not a pimp on the career section of Wikipedia. A lot of his a lot of his material insinuates that he de- yeah. he divulged into some some sort of. I mean, he, he voiced he voiced a pimp named Flipback in the Boondocks. I'm gonna go with Jim Brewer. Oh, nice. Yeah, Jim Brewer. I love Jim Brewer. Uh, I don't know why he's he's he likes heavy metal. He loves Metallica. His jokes are very simple. They're not. It's not anything. You, I, I like his his whole personality. He's he's pretty cool. Every time he has a special, every time he makes an appearance on something, I'm all about it. The Goat Boy shit used to, uh, when he was on Saturday Night Live. The whole Goat Boy thing was funny. It did get played out, <laughs> but like initially, it was hilarious and stupid at the same time. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Jim Brewer. All right, this is tough for me because uh, every suggestion I've given so far has been on my top 10 and I feel like the one I'll give could potentially win but it just feels like a cheap win so I kind of want to pick somebody more obscure to give it more of a same level so I'm not going to give you my number 5 that I had on my list and I'm going to go dip into my side pool here and make it interesting and to go toe to toe with what was it, Jim Brewer and Cat Williams? I'm gonna take Bill Burr. Fucking Bill Burr, dude! You got me with Bill Burr. You got me with Bill Burr. Bill Burr, oh snap, dude! Is just the perfect amount of angry and oh, traumatized God. and also compassionate. Because you know that like he wouldn't do any of the violent stuff he talks about. And then it just comes from his childhood. But there's something so raw about a guy like that. It's so real about Having it. to see all these pampered kids and all these new generations when, like, his dad just, like, would, like, throw a cup of milk in his face. Right, right. <laughs> if he talked back. Like, that's what, how he was disciplined. Now, he's from Boston, right? Yeah. When, yeah. when you're yeah, raised... Yeah, pretty sure he's from Boston. I think he is, yeah. I think he was the one that said Boston was, like, racist San Francisco. <laughs> yep, there it is. It's like, we love gay people, but we also are racist. <laughs> That's pretty much... Fuck, oh, man. Fucking Bill Burr is one of my... Yeah. I've been watching um, um, F is for Family a lot. Yeah, F is, F is for Family is a great show. Um, yeah. I, I feel like as far as the show goes, it's missing something or it hasn't hit its stride yet. But I, I will still watch every single episode that they come out with. 
I'm going to go with Bill Burr on that one, too. Yeah, I'm going to go with Bill Burr. He he crushes Brewer. He, de- he destroys Cat Williams, too. He he is one of the Yeah, I like Bill guys. Burr. I would go with that. And he's so good at, even when his jokes don't land, he's so good at immediately picking it back up and blaming he's the audience. Recouping. Like, what better way to, when a joke doesn't land, to blame the audience? That's essentially what he does. <laughs> Seriously, and he's so fucking good at it, and he's so smooth, and you, uh, yeah. All right, Bill Burr, I like it. We got number four. What do you got for number four? Mike from Next Door. Number four. My number four here is someone who is near and dear to what I feel like is this, like, the 70s style of surrealism, and Mr. Steve Martin, he is, in my mind, the king of just surreal everyman. I'm eating organic uh, gummy bears, so <laughs> I'm chewing. I'm sorry. There are orga- it says organic gummy bears on the package. They're delicious. I don't know why. Well, you know what, dude? Steve Barton is very organic. Um, <laughs> it's just relatable to a gummy bear. I get that. I can do Steve Martin. Steve Martin's awesome. He's got the King Cut. He's got the, you know, he's got so many classic films. He's got SNL. He's hosted the show so many times that he feels like a regular. He was a stand-up legend, and then he gave up stand-up for all the pop reasons, and then he just mm-hmm. went on to so many other art forms. Now he is a Grammy Award-winning banjo player. Oh, my God. He's amazing on the banjo. And he's a bluegrass really? artist, and he's fantastic. Oh, yeah. His music is, is amazing. Oh, no, sure. S- small known fact. It, you know, the thing is, back in the day, it was not a small known fact. He would in- incorporate banjo playing into his act. Remember that movie Parenthood he was in? Oh, God, yeah. He was so good in that. He was really, really, really funny in that. I think Bowfinger's my favorite movie he's and in. Bowfinger, oh my God, yes. Yeah, I forgot about that. Hands down. Yeah. Yeah, that one or The Man with Two Brains. Those are probably two of my favorite Steve Martin films. I like the jerk. The jerk is the jerk a classic. Oh, the jerk. Yeah. It, the, I mean, and the thing is, back then, it was kind of a, you either liked that movie or you hated it, but there right. were so many shows and movies that came out with that, s- such an identical sense of humor as the jerk. It, it, it really, mm-hmm. it, it really did pioneer the whole, like, absurd humor, even well, though it, his humor isn't really absurdism, but that movie is, and it's really, really well done. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. So fucking Steve Martin. Steve Martin, come at me, bro. What do you got? Go for it, Rick. Rodney Dangerfield. Dangerfield. Holy shit. I'm a big fucking Dangerfield fan. I like him more than Martin. Wow. Damn, you guys are coming up strong, man. All right, let me you go ahead and talk about Dangerfield. I need to. I need oh, to I gotta say, Dangerfield is he is so creepy in the best way ever. Yeah. How old are you? Call me when you're this age, and he does it with his fingers. It says eighteen. <laughs> he he's almost the same sort of like just relentless assault is Rickles like where it's just non-stop yep. yep and uh he's brutal and his he and it, then he's got the bug eyes on top of it and the bug eyes will get you every time 
Yeah, exactly. His, his appearance really goes along with his punchline. Yeah. And his facial expressions, um, he's just really nasty and just gritty kind of comedy. I love it, dude. <laughs> and he sounds, he sounds nothing. He, he looks nothing like he sounds. <laughs> yeah, his, his voice is great. He's got this, like, really, like, just doofy looking, and then he's got the paisan attitude on top of it. I like it. Danger, dude. Yeah. Rodney Dangerfield and Steve Martin. <laughs> you know, I'll say this one thing for, for Rodney. He's got probably one of the most fascinating success stories in that he didn't really hit it until after his mid-40s. Right. He actually right. sold, I think it was like aluminum gutters or like siding or something like that. He, was, he, he failed in like regular occupation <laughs> for three to four decades before he actually hit it in stand-up. No kidding. So he honed wow. material as an, he is an, he is an every man's comedian, like yeah, literally. He is. Yep. He's the guy you're rooting for. He's the guy in your break room who's making you laugh. being like, you should do comedy. He's like, well, I don't know, I'm 48. But like, you know, he's got the best material. Right. You know he could kill it, and he did. No shit. He's that I, guy. I like it, He fucking crushed it, man. Steve Martin, Rodney Dangerfield. Um, I'm going to go a little bit to the left. I'm going to throw Andy Kaufman. Oh. I'm going to put Andy Kaufman in there. Andy, what a great matchup. Andy, Andy Kaufman was the beginning of alternate comedy, alternative comedy. Um, way, way ahead of its time, because even now, yeah. like like Reggie Watts again. I, I don't know why I don't just put Reggie Watts on my fucking list, but even like just bringing him up again and uh, Bamford and th- that, that all of that feels to me like it has its roots deep into Andy Kaufman, what Andy Kaufman started with the just I did a school project in Kaufman. It, it, did you? So, oh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. I love Kaufman. Yep. I, I, when that Man of the Moon came out. I was just saying, Man of the Moon, yep. People are talking now about, I guess that documentary came out when Jim Carrey said it, of all the roles he plays, that one kind of messed him up the most because yeah. he got way too into character. Right. Exactly. Oh, did you see that fucking special that he, I, I forgot what it was. I saw bits of it where like, like Lawler kept wanting to whoop Carrey's ass. <laughs> like in real life, What's like up, on the dude? set. Jerry Lawler kept wanting to kept trying to whoop Jim Carrey's ass because he would just provoke him so much. Like he would, this, there's so much backstory to this. Yeah. Like there's way I too much. I think Coffin's story was better than his comedy. Yeah. His comedy was fantastic. The whole, what was it? The, like the one set that he did where he just read the great Gatsby until everyone left. Oh God. Yeah. He did. He did a sketch where he just ate a baked potato. Yeah. <laughs> Shit like that. Shit like that. And the here I come to save the day. Like, the all <laughs> the joke was always on the audience. Like, most people, you know, who was it? That, it was Don Rickles that you said, if, if you're not laughing, if you're laughing with me, then it's comedy or whatever. Um, this dude, Coffin, was never going for laughs. He was look. He was going for almost prank stand-up it was almost like prank stand-up yeah it, it yep. was just insanity it was so good and f- from God, that's a good every pick. every special that i watched on him everyone said he was like the fucking nicest guy in the world but he was so out of his fucking mind 
I can't. I can't put his act into words. I really can't. Yeah, you can't. Um, He's insane. You know what I mean, dude? It was like... It was just like, you know, he wanted people to, like, remember his shows, for better or for worse. And right. it, was, it was usually right. just, like, aggravating the audience to, <laughs> to the point. I remember from my... This was literally, like, seventh grade, yeah. my report on this. Uh, the reason why he did anti-comedy was he didn't want to evoke the traditional laugh. Right. He wanted his audience to feel emotions outside of what you thought comedy could be. And he wanted his shows to be an experience. So he delighted in thinking of these concepts that were so aggravating. Like one time he got uh, into, I think it was like he did a stand up and he was doing like the, the metamorphosis of a butterfly. And then he got in like a sleeping bag. And then you said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was it. And people left. Yeah. And people kept coming to the show because it, it, part of it was the shock of like, what's this guy going to do next? Right, right. But it was still out there. And because some people are so pissed off by the idea of not giving what they want, it was the reaction that people came to see too. So, yeah, he because was ahead of his time. You, you go to see Kaufman and you leave and that show's going to stick with you for a very, very long time because you've never seen anything like it. There's nothing out there that nobody out there, even today, nobody is really doing anything like Andy Kaufman did. Another one that died, too. I mean, all these fucking funny as hell people, they just die too young. So now the question is... Yeah, how did Kaufman die anyway? Ah, cancer. Cancer? Yeah. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, and like... The only research I did on this was the actual Man of the Man on the Moon movie, and the way that they portrayed it at the end of the movie was that he went to get like third world alternate medicine to cure his cancer, and the joke was on him. It was all a fraud, and that's how he died. Is he just? Oh, I know why. Yeah. So what a great shot! He was laughing his ass off, and then it just cuts right. To and him it cuts right to him in the coffin, it, and it's really a, it's a it's a fucking. And if that's Kaufman's, if his intent was to shock people, um, they embodied that in the end of that movie. Because it, it's, you're laughing and then all of a sudden he's dead and it's like a fucking shock. It's the a story that makes movie. Andy Kaufman a legend is he told his best friend Bob Zenuda that the biggest pranks class joke he would ever do for his audience was that he was going to fake his own death. Mm-hmm. And... Then he actually died. And now there's a huge cult of people that think that he's still alive, just like Elvis. Which is, a, he did the Elvis bit too. So, like, it like, kind of like blurred in together that just like Elvis, his life lives on after his death because people think he's still going to just jump out of a closet somewhere and be like, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was his alter ego? Um, Tony Clifton. Tony Clifton, thank you. Oh my Tony God. Tony fucking Clifton. Yeah. So, like, a, Shortly after his funeral and his death and everything, his buddy, what did you say his friend was, his friend's name was? Bob Zamuda. Bob Zamuda dressed up as Tony Clifton and, and did the, mm-hmm. the whole bit afterwards to sort of just add to the mystery of, well, is he dead or not, you know? That was, that was kind what of What a great cool. friend. Yeah, for real. But now all we see him is Paul Giamatti. Yeah, that's, a, that's all I like can picture him as Paul Giamatti, and I'm sh- yeah, so now the question is, 
Andy Kaufman, Steve Martin, and Rodney Dangerfield. Who is going to win that? Um, Steve Martin is a fucking powerhouse. Dangerfield's a powerhouse. Andy Kaufman is a, 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 a eccentric. We all want the points, but we've just been waxing poetic about Andy Kaufman for like... I thought, well, that, that's what I'm saying, dude. Because I can talk a lot about Steve Martin, but... Andy Kaufman such a good pick for such a different reason. And I'm going to have to throw my hat into okay. Kaufman. So we got one for Kaufman. Rick, what do you got? I'm going with Kaufman. I mean, I wouldn't normally go with him, but like I, I mean, he just has, has a history. He has an incredible story. Yeah, we got we got two people on Kaufman. We're going with Kaufman. Um, I would go with Dangerfield, but. We didn't even touch on the fact that he was in the whole wrestling thing, like the whole wrestling. Oh angle. shit, that's right. Yeah, he only wanted to wrestle women. That's right, dude. I mean, he just had—he was just so so bizarre. Number four, Andy Kaufman. Damn. Fuck yeah. So I guess I'm gonna kick off number three. Number three. All right, number three. I'm not gonna go big league. I really want to get this guy's name out there because he's growing on me like a fungus, dude. Um, Bert, Bert Kreischer. Is that the guy who takes his shirt off? Yes, yes. That's a, I was just going to, have you ever, <laughs> the guy with no shirt? The only thing I know of him from is his appearances in Conan O'Brien and he talks about the Russian mob. Right, yeah. He gets high as a motherfucker and he just gets on stage. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Bert Kreischer. I don't have too much to say about him. Because he's relatively new, but he's pretty hilarious. I'm keeping my eye on him. I'm going to have to check that out. I never yeah, same here, man. That. Same here. Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a different breed, man. I feel like there's, a, there's some comedians that you like, but that you haven't really given enough of your time to really enjoy them. And I feel like he's one of them. Because he's on Conan O'Brien so much. Yeah. And I feel like whenever I'm on like the Facebook news feed or I'm like scrolling through comedy videos, I feel like I never finish his videos. But he did a bit. This is one that I love. He loves to fuck around with hotel people. Okay. <laughs> and check, check out this Conan interview. He goes to hotels. He leaves weird shit in the hotel for the mates to find. <laughs> and he's built up a reputation of leaving weird shit. Like one time he left his own pair of pants and put something to make it look like there was a person inside of it in his shoes, <laughs> crushed under a bed. <laughs> so, when, so when the maids came in, they just found this crushed, oh crushed person. Oh, my God. That is funny. Yeah, he seems like he's not quite all there. Uh, he And I, I like him. I don't think he's going to win this round, but I, I, did, I just wanted to get him out there because I feel like he's going to be something. Like something fucking big one. Uh, this dude's on um, Hot Ones, actually. And he always takes his shirt off. Oh, yeah. Right? Rick just caught up with the conversation. <laughs> well, I'm lingering on and lingering on. And I'm like, who the fuck are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, that's him. I didn't really get the last name right, so I had Mike write it down. I'm like, who the fuck are you guys talking about? I'm like, oh, shit, it's this guy. I no, could be, this guy's fucking uprising. Yeah, absolutely. I could be butchering his last name, too, but whatever. Well, yeah, whatever. But, um, <laughs> shit, he's actually pairing up with somebody right now, dude, that's really fucking funny. Uh, check out the Hot Ones um, Truth or Death episode with Terry. Okay. 
I'm dead serious. That guy's fucking hilarious. I yeah. like him a lot. Yeah, he is really funny. That's that's what I got. Um, what do you have to contend with Burt Kreischer, Mike, from next door? My number five and my number three I'll reveal at the end of this podcast. But I'm going to pick someone different, and I'm going to pick somebody to go toe-to-toe Same. with Burt Kreischer. Um, I'm going to go with Pete Holmes. I love Pete Holmes. Back in 2009 or 10, I got into his stand-up on College Humor. He was doing the Batman stuff. <laughs> yeah. Batman. Yeah. Um, I watched him with my buddy. Oh, that guy's stupid. <laughs> Such great dumb humor. It's yeah, the best yeah. dumb humor. It is. Yep. So much video game stuff and so much like suburban white guy stuff. And then if you listen to his story, even if you don't know about crashing, just this really well-meaning religious guy whose wife cheats on him and then he gets famous on alternative comedy scenes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just such a great story and such a, like, a nice guy. Like, yeah. I just want to hang out with that guy and just goof off. Yeah, and, and if you do watch Crashing, it adds, it, it just gives you more nice. of the, like like, insight into all this. Because Crashing is... Nice fucking thing. Crashing's a great show. Um, as far as these two in the ring, Pete Holmes already has it. He's got my vault. He's one of my favorite comedians right now, for sure. That is cool, yeah. He's, damn... Pete Holmes. That's good. So the one to beat would be Pete Holmes. I'll, I'll toss it. I'll toss in somebody kind of weird too, man. No problem. Um, let's toss it Amy Schumer. You know, I think she'll be okay in that fight. Yeah, I think she will be too. Because I'm not going to pick her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but go on. Go on. No, Amy Schumer's all right. I mean. She was a sidebar for me, dude. Joe Rivers was crossed off for Dave Attell, but I'm not bringing that shit up right now. You know, Amy Schumer started off really, really strong, and then she got commercialized. That's pretty much what happened yeah. with Amy Schumer. She started yeah, off strong, and I was like, dude, Amy Schumer's funny as shit. And then she immediately... But she got some money. She immediately got roped into the whole Comedy Central thing, and now that's what she does. Yep, she got some money, and that was it. Yeah. You know what I hate is that when female comedians kind of go her path and get successful, the backlash is a lot stronger than a male comedian. Like, I'm not a Dane Cook fan, but I respect his success. Right. Right. I feel like Dane Cook got less of a bad rap than Amy Schumer did in the last four years. Right. You're right. Yeah, Amy Schumer pulled off the movies, and then she got forgotten about. I don't know if she got forgotten I still think about. She's funny. Yeah, she is funny. I I don't think she's been forgotten, but she's definitely. I don't think she's what she set out to be. She has been accused of joke stealing. As a side note, that's a like a thing I follow with comedians. Okay, yeah. I'm not sure if it's as verified as uh, Dennis Leary, where right. that's a little bit more damning for Leary, but Amy right. Schumer has been accused of that but she also has had a show that has writers working for her so it could have been her writers it could have been I'm going to leave Kreischer out of it because I'm already going to side with Holmes on those two so Pete Holmes and Amy Schumer I'm still sticking with Pete Holmes I, <clears throat> I love Pete Holmes man same here man yeah Pete Holmes um, for the win Pete Holmes for the win our guest takes it again, dude. How many fucking points do you have over there? Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I stopped counting. I just wrote a bunch oh. of flashes. 
Oh, that's cool. They got five. We're going into the into the top two. Mike from next door has five points. The subtractive has two points. Your boy Rick Roy has one point. Um, Again. There's still four points available, essentially, because there's two more. Number two is worth uh-huh. one point. Number one, if we're going to do the tag team thing, that whole thing is going to be worth three points. So or- at best, Rick can tie. Um, I do have a chance, but we would both have to sweep. So uh, that is true. We're going number Our two. Hitters. Number two, and that's back to Mike. Start off number two. Number two. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go with uh, one of my current all-time favorites, Donald Glover, aka Childish Gambino. Yep. He started yep. off in Upright Citizens Brigade. No, sorry, uh, Wildcat. It was a New York offshoot of UCB. He did sketch comedy on the Derek Comedy Sketch. Be sure to check out his old sketch work. And then went on to do 30 Rock um, as a writer. And then Community. I don't know if anybody here watches Community. I've watched And then he's yeah. just... No, but I want him. I've watched he's all of it. blown up. Yeah. He was so funny in Community. And his stand-up is very, very clever. His stand-up is so well-written. He's, he's got a really ph- phenomenal knack for writing. Yeah, Community is like one of my favorite shows um, until it got weird. There was like a season or two where it just was weird. I, I don't want to get into that. Well, but. Dan Harmon said the show went down when he left the show. Yeah. Donald Glover left halfway through, I think, the season right. before the last one. It moved to Yahoo in the last season, and then they started swearing, and the tone of the show was so different. Yeah, yeah there was one, I think it was Dan Harmon wasn't even really involved in one season of the show. And I think, yeah, he got fired and they rehired him. Right. So the one season that he wasn't involved, they started throwing in all these like love stories and and it just made the show mm. so fucking bizarre. But the first like three or four seasons are fantastic. And Donald Donald Glover as an actor, as a writer, and as a stand up comedian is a solid, solid choice. He's really funny. Yeah, he has a trifecta going on. Yeah. He is very, very He really talented. does. He's, he's well-rounded. He's well-rounded. That's a his good... music is amazing. Like, who would have thought he would be that talented? I don't know if seen... I actually saw him live last year with my wife, and oh, his nice. show was just fantastic. That's awesome. Like, I wasn't even in the front row. It's like a big stadium-type deal at TD Bank in Boston, and it was like, I was still captivated being in the, the nose leader section. Sure, sure. Oh, that's awesome. So that really is fucking good feeling. What are you gonna throw at Donald Glover there? Oh shit! I want to crush this guy. All right, I'm gonna say uh, Bob Saget. Bob Saget. Okay. Interesting. This is an interesting choice, and the reason being, the obvious reason is he was um he was typecast right from the get go. Uh, yep. The the only thing we he mentioned could him be, before. You know the 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 goody two shoes dad and then yeah the america america's or, top videos um, america's funniest videos or whatever also yeah. goody two shoe and then like this raunchy fucking comedy um it the aristocrats have you ever seen the aristocrats i saw the aristocrats i love that movie yeah you know what's up doggy <laughs> yeah, fantastic documentary it, it really is a fantastic documentary because the whole yeah 
that's the moment that I realized that Bob Saget was fucked up. <laughs> now, here's the, you know, the, the question is, would he have been that his like if if his career didn't go the way that it did and he stuck with stand up would he be that comedian or is he just feeding off of the fact that he had this image of himself and he was just trying to counteract that so severely by just being the raunchiest comedian he could be no he was raunchy from like the 80s so he was I think that's right I think I remember reading that his act oh, came yeah. before the TV dad stuff. Oh, absolutely, dude. He was raunchy before all that shit happened. So he was raunchy from the get-go. He gets these... Oh, yeah. And these... then he dumped it down. Well, he didn't dumb it down. He got rid of it. There was no raunch at all in anything that he did. Exactly. And then he came back to that full circle. Right. So and then it, it added the shock factor. Yeah. That Okay, so you got Donald Glover and Bob Saget. I'm going to go with Sebastian Meniscalco. This is the first name I'm actually. I don't know who this person is. He's very exaggerative when he describes, when he tells stories. He'll tell a story, and it's just observational humor about going to a, a certain store or something and people and their their, their lack of uh, integrity and shit like that. But his delivery is way, way, way over the top. Um, sometimes to the point where it kind of kills the joke, but I, he's really, he's come out with a few specials, and I've, he's one of those guys where you know the next special is going to be his best one. And wow. I, I love uh, watching the guy. He's, uh, he's, he might not be for everybody, but every time he's got a special, I watch it. He's, uh, he talks about TJ Maxx. You remember that fucking store, TJ Maxx? Oh, yeah, I still shop there. He talks so much <laughs> shit about TJ Maxx. His TJ Maxx bit is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It is just like his whole, his expressions. He's very expressional, um, and he's very Italian. So the hand, like everything's exaggerated because he's Italian. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Sebastian Maniscalco. Wow, I'm adding write that shit down. to my homework list right above JB Smooth here. I got some work to do. I would suggest watching JB Smooth immediately. Because that thing is like very eye opening. He 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 brings something new to the table. Uh, Sebastian Maniscalco does not bring anything new to the table, but what he does, he does really well. Why exactly? It's a master of his craft. Yeah, and that's see, that's another thing. This is why I hated that I blew my fucking wad so early, because you know, <laughs> num number four, number four is Burt Kreischer. Number two is Sebastian Maniscalco, and I kicked off. Nine with Mitch Hedberg, you know what I mean? Like I, it's all over. Yeah, the place. but it is what it is. So, um, yeah, I recognize. I know this guy. I recognize him. Yeah, he's. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure he's on Netflix or one of those streaming services. So we got, we got Donald Glover, Bob Saget, Sebastian Maniscalco. Donald Glover has comedy that I can re relate to way more. And as far as raunchy comedy goes. There's so many people that have done it better than Bob Saget. Yeah, true. In my true. opinion, I could be, I mean, you could think differently, but that's just my personal opinion. No, well, no, I mean, I'm, I guess, of course, there's many people that have done one to your better. Bob has done it for me. That's my vote right there. What's your vote, Ryan? Yeah, I'm going to vote for Donald Glover to make it interesting, and now you have to pick. There you go, doggy. Yeah, now I have to fucking decide. 
Um, you can both figure out. We get to roll the twenty-sided dice. We had to roll that. How are you going to use a twenty-sided die to decide over between three people? If it was a twenty-one-sided die, I could kind of see it. <laughs> like, well, uh, whoever rolls higher, man, I'll roll for you, and Mike can sit here and verify. Uh, yeah, I'll go with Donald Glover. Number two, Donald Glover. Number one. For number one, what we're going to do is we're going to pick two. We're going to pick one at a time. And then as our people, our selections get beat out, we'll, we'll tag in somebody else. Sounds good. So Mike from next door gets to start. Who are you going to start? Uh, Motherfucker. Number one. <laughs> that, is, that is true. I'm, all your moms are not safe. That's right. <laughs> right now. So I'm going to, I've been saving to blow my wad here pretty hard with the biggest choice. And um, this person in my mind, I'm going with the legend. Yep. I'm going, I, I had to, even though I've gave up so many legends before. I'm going with Carlin, man. Gotta go. Gotta with oh, Carlin. yeah. Say, okay. Oh, yeah. It is blasting me not, not to mention his name in the stand up conversation because. Yep. His effect on society. He is the people's comedian. He is the antithesis of the politician. Uh-huh, he uh-huh. The antithesis of bullshit. He is just the best. Just in my mind, he's like a prophet. That's so fucking. See, Carlin completely cuts the legs off of what I had for my number one. Um, because if there was no Carlin, there would be no what my number one was. I don't even know if I can do my... But if I throw my number one in there, it's going to get murdered. Um, I'm going to give this one... Go ahead, Rick. I got to fucking re- refigure. Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Ooh. Ooh this is Williams a, is my number five that I did not use earlier. Nice. Aha. That was my non-use. <laughs> yeah. Robin Williams with his facial expressions, his impersonations. I mean... Going on to be a fucking superstar actor, but we're not talking about acting skills. We're talking about stand-up comedians. That guy was fucking... He knew how to work a crowd. And when the crowd didn't respond, you know, he still went on. And, and he, yeah, he had a massive career. Massive. One of the... I mean, just one of the most... What is, He started in fucking Happy Days, didn't he? Wasn't it Happy Days? It was like his first. Well, now listen, Mork and Mindy. Mork was a guest star on Happy Days. And Mork and Mindy is actually a spinoff of Happy Days. Essentially, not like a direct spinoff, but because he was just a guest. Like he was just an extra in the show. Not an extra, but, you know, like he had a small part. And he was so strong in that part. And they were like, yo, we got to do something with this guy. He's out of his mind. And he is out of his, he was out of his mind. Unfortunately, another one that we lost. Yeah. So Robin Williams, George Carlin. Holy shit. All right. I'm going to throw Eddie Murphy in there. Oh, yeah, you We're doing a five. We're and doing you pick my number three. This, these are uh, legends. And if you remember this from earlier. I mentioned that number three was my favorite. Eddie Murphy is probably my favorite stand comedian of all time, even though he's not my favorite one. Yeah. 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 He is. Right. 
he he knows how to control an audience and just he's a rock star. He is delirious a rock star. and raw. All I gotta say is two words: delirious and raw. Yeah, dude, nothing Hands down. Nothing beats the when he's talking about uh Goonie Goo Goo and shit. Oh my god! Like his Goonie Goo Goo. I said, what? I love the uh, <laughs> the gay Mr. T. <laughs> yeah. I get over here and fuck me in the ass. Yeah, he's... I want you to put me up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not too hard. I'm gonna rip your dick off my cheeks. Like, he didn't even break when he oh, did that shit. bit. He just sent the audience straight face. Yeah, and, and when he's talking about the I got McDonald's, you can't afford. Yeah. Every, He's and it's also, it's you know the his, ice cream. The ice cream. Yeah, his his stand up is very uh, observational too. I got an ice cream. I'm gonna yeah. lick it. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Ice cream. Cause you, yeah, you, dude. Yeah. Okay. So you can't have some because your dad's on well. Because your dad is on the welfare. I can't afford none. Holy fuck! So. So we got George Carlin, Robin Williams, and Eddie Murphy. No, I gotta say this is probably the best rock star. Yeah, and the thing is, like, we still have three others that we can tag in. I have my backup ready to go in case Eddie Murphy gets knocked out. Okay, so I I, let's do this on the count of three. We need to see who our backup is. Okay. All right. Ready? One, two, three. Richard Pryor. Are you kidding me? Uh, How cool would it be if I actually listened and we all said Pryor yeah, at the same time? Yeah, we all said Pryor. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> well, we'll never know unless you edit it that way. Oh, I fucked it up. I, oh. I fucked it up. I want to show. I want to show everybody what a piece of shit I am. I fucked it up. <laughs> hey, Brian. Yeah. yeah. On three, we're all gonna say Pryor. Right. One, two, three. Carlin. For- <laughs> Bob <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did I do it right? That's why I love you guys. Oh man. All right. I'm gonna read this list off right quick. Let me tell let me just ex- this will explain the fucking batshit crazy tactics that we use to make this list. Alright, number ten, John Mullaney. Number nine, Mitch Hedberg. Number eight, Patton Oswalt. Number seven, Dave Chappelle. So far, I'm totally on board, right? I'm totally on board. This is where it gets weird. Number six, number six, Don Rickles. Um, number five, Bill Burr. You know, so Don Rickles is like the odd man out. Just snuck in there at number six. Number four, Andy Kaufman. Number three, wow. Pete, Pete Holmes. Number two, Donald Glover. <laughs> that still blows my mind. And number one, Richard Pryor. No shit. So according to our half-assed tactics, Donald Glover is better than Dave Chappelle, Mitch Hedberg, Bill Burr. So if we had a, if there was like a show, like there was a comedy show, some of these people wouldn't be able to show up and account that they're dead. Um, well, exactly. Rickles is dead, so cross him off. Mitch is dead. Kaufman's dead. Um, Kaufman's dead. Is Richard Pryor uh-huh. dead? Yeah. Okay. 
So we got a fucking we got a sweet gig with um Donald Glover, Pete Holmes, Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, Patton Oswald, and John Mulaney. I would definitely go see that show. That's a great alternative comedy show right there. I would. Um I would have to stop let me talk to you something real quick. All right. Because I realized I didn't flip over the list when we were doing that weird battle. <laughs> um, when I tossed in Joan Rivers and then I tossed in um, Amy Schumer, Steve Hofstetter should have been in that. Who? Steve Hofstetter. Who's that? So, Rick and I actually had a conversation about this at the bus stop when we were sending our kids to school. <laughs> okay. That went good. Uh, on the news feed here, Steve Hofstetter has a strange Facebook news feed following. Yeah. We were talking about his saying that's good, but the only way he sells his brand is by his hecklers. So he loves to destroy hecklers. Okay. But that's his only brand. That's all he does. We, oh, that's all we he were does. ranting about it. So he yeah. walks on the stage to fucking be little people. On purpose, and then once it's done, like, okay, I got my bit. The next 45 minutes is open in the air. Whatever. We'll just do whatever. Damn. He's a, he's a weird comedian. He really is. I'm actually Steve not sure if I like him or not, because I don't think I've seen enough material. I've seen more heckler, like, yeah. Facebook stuff than I've seen yeah. material. But I think Hofstetter would have been, been good in that, in that playoff. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know if he's broken the mold yet. I really don't know how he's doing. No, he's new. He's really new. Mike from next door, clean sweep, just about. Uh, Rick with his pitiful one point, and me with my not much better than Rick's two points. Or, hey, um, that's not bad. I, you know I don't, I don't even know who to give the... Dude. Nobody gets the last three points because we all said fucking Pryor at the same time. <laughs> I just love that... You know what I love about Richard Pryor is that we didn't even pick who won that battle. We just all went Pryor win. Yeah, yeah because whoever tags him in, Pryor's murder. And Robin Williams and Eddie Murphy are standing there with nothing to do while Richard Pryor takes the trophy. Yeah, who, who would win out of those three? Like, if Pryor wasn't there, who would win out of Carlin... Robin oh, Mobs and Murphy. Murphy. I don't. I would well, go that's with, the thing. Is George Carlin is, like, in my mind, the yeah. best comedian of all time. I, but I would Murphy also go with my Carlin. favorite comedian of all time. Yeah. And that's not to take anything away from Williams or Eddie Murphy. They're both in gen- They're both geniuses. They are. Um, but George Carlin was the big. If there wasn't George Carlin, there wouldn't be. Holy shit! There were, there sure wouldn't be Andrew Dice Clay. That's for fucking sure. There wouldn't be <laughs> my number there one. Be John Stewart. That's true. Mm. My number mm. one good was point. David Cross. Without George Carlin, no, who the fuck yeah, is David that's Cross? A good, you know, David Cross is fantastic. I watched him last night. Actually, <laughs> you always know he's going to end up pissing somebody off. Yep, you see it all the time. I guess the you know Eddie Murphy did a a couple stand-ups and then he went to his ginormous uh movie career. But um, I was just going to mention that I don't think Carlin would ever be a fucking donkey in a movie. I don't think Carlin would ever fucking play five or six roles in a family table and all that bullshit. I don't think he'd stoop that low. Yeah, do he was on fucking uh 
Thomas the fu- no what, what was that show he was on he was the fucking conductor hmm. you know what I'm talking was, about uh, Thomas Tank Engine that's it he was Thomas the, the uh, Tank conductor Engine. and Thomas Tank Engine yeah it, it, he was in for what? yeah he was yes he was, I mean, he was like the main adult on that show he was I think maybe the only live action character on that show George Except Carlin kids. George Carlin was on Thomas Tank Engine as the conductor. It was probably his drug money. You know who was the conductor while he wasn't the conductor? Why would you say that to me? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. You got to look that up. It's insane. So (laughs) he was the conductor for several, I don't know, maybe a few years. Uh, When he stopped being the conductor, fucking Ringo Starr took the job. What? Yeah, dude. This, yeah. Ringo Starr. Ringo Starr was the oh he you know was what? I have a vague memory of him doing that. Yes, he was the That's conductor so fucking also. Fucking weird. That is nuts. Yeah, it is nuts. So Hey everybody hop aboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what he sounded like too. Oh man. I want that shit. Everybody hop on the street caboose. So, to answer your argument, he'll never stoop that low. I can't think of a lower stoop than Thomas the Tank Engine conductor. Not even a star. The miniaturized version of himself being a conductor. That's fucking hilarious. Also, I gotta argue with Rick here. I think the, the Nutty Professor is kind of high art. Oh yeah, of raunchy humor. Yeah, I love that. And I'm gonna bring up another movie here, Tropic Thunder. When they do that Jack Black spoof, oh shit, (laughs) of Eddie Murphy's career in the Fatties. Yep, I laughed. I think I pissed myself for the first time in the movie theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the movie didn't even start yet. It was a fake trailer before the movie. Yeah, those were so playing all these fake fat Jack Black characters. It was so (laughs) fucking funny. That I pissed myself. That's good shit. You know, I liked the um, yeah. I liked the Robert Downey Jr. one that he did. The uh, what was it? The the, the long hallway or some shit. Like that. <laughs> oh wait, the one where he's the monk with Tobey yeah. Maguire. Yeah, they call it like the, the Devil's Kiss. The or Devil's something. Hallway or something. Devil's Kiss. <laughs> oh yeah, they were like they were like fingering the rosary beads. Yeah, it was so <laughs> funny. It was so ambiguously. Danny Jr., man. <laughs> Fucking rock star. All right. Are we just going to shout out some comedians that she didn't mention? Yeah. Yep. I'll go first. I got a, I got a quick list. That's not quick at all. But, I, you know, the thing is, I have this massive list, and you guys probably picked so many of them off, so it was cool. I, I know. I mentioned Reggie Watts a mess, mess of times. Uh, he is a madman. Um. What else? Uh, Pryor, Carlin, Murphy. Oh, Dimitri Martin. Uh, I always thought he was pretty clever. He had a different approach to things. Why is he? He still be doing stuff. I thought that guy was hilarious. I yeah, I thought he was too. He was. He, he was just really. Uh, I, I love when I. I love seeing people bring something different. And his was yeah. different. I put Louis C.K. on here, and I have it crossed off and then circled. 
so that shows you something. Like, you know, during the peak of um, the Me Too news cycle, my wife is a huge Louis C.K. fan, and that was just as painful for her. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. My wife loved Louis C.K. before the news broke out, and then we, I think we talked about comedy more after him yeah. than we did, you know. It is painful. It's painful to watch somebody that you respect who is a public intellectual and just a great performer and viewed as like a legend incarnate destroy themselves. How many people were destroyed when the Cosby stuff came out? Yeah, no shit. And the Cosby, that thing was huge. And um, I know what's wrong is wrong, but Cosby brought wrong to a fucking whole new level, man. Like he's, I'm not saying one is more wrong than the other, but there's definitely one that was more wrong than the other. Yeah, Cosby. Cosby takes the cake. For yeah, the monster, he does. Uh, He's trophy of uh, being a total shitbag. And just Louis, because he was out longer and he had a longer history. The thing I grew up, I listened to, I listened to his records. Like my mother had some in a record collection. I was really, really young, listening to his records, listening to his cassette tapes, talking about his his brother. Fucking, I forgot his brother's name. Um, and just, and then all that shit came out and like, I, I will not lie. The, it came out. I said, yo, bullshit. There's no fucking way. A couple more came out. I said, all right. Yeah. That kind of, and then more and more and more women kept coming out. And I was like, wow, dude, he's a fucking shit bag. That sucks, dude. Cause now it's like my whole childhood was a fucking lie. You know what I mean? Think about how many comedians that were inspired by him that had to do a 180. Like Stephen Colbert, yeah. He, um, when his dad died in a plane crash, he coped by listening to Bill Cosby, and um, he did an interview with Jerry Seinfeld on a show, and he actually convinced that he convinced Jerry Seinfeld that Bill Cosby's art shouldn't be viable anymore, which was like the first time on air that I actually watched one person convince another person in a TV show. That their opinion was like not right, you know, because like usually late night shows are plug TV. It's not supposed to be intellectual debate. Yeah, yeah Stephen Colbert but is man. really great at shit like that too. He that, that's probably why he's doing the whatever show he's on now. But like he he's so good at getting his point across. He's he he really is. Even at at lesser touchy subjects, he's he's very convincing. Uh, he's totally right too, because fucking. Anyway, Louis C.K. has a chance to make a comeback. I don't think he's going to, because he's not. Like he, he really should just come out and say, "Look, I fucked up." But he's not. He's never going to do that because his his fame has gotten to him. Has broken him down so much. Yeah. Uh, once upon a time, he was one of my favorite comedians. Um. Whatever. So he he made the list. You know, I, I never got into Louis C.K. I thought it was okay, and um, I thought you know his show was all white and shit like that too. But he was he fell off the radar for me. There, there was an authenticity to what he did, um, but I don't I don't even really want to talk about him. <laughs> like that, yeah, I mean, yeah. It that kind of sucked. Uh, Cosby was way more fucking. That shit leaves scars, you know. Uh, what else do I got? 
I put Kevin Hart. I, he he had no chance of making. Oh, Kevin the Hart's list. cool. He's okay. He's way more he's popular he's, he's than he Chris should Rock. be. He's the new Chris Rock. No, he's not. He's not the new Chris Rock. No, 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 no. That's what he is. No, no, because Chris Rock is really funny. Kevin Hart is really popular. In the public eye, that's the new Chris Rock. Maybe, maybe his success. I'm just saying, man. That's the new Kevin Hart. I mean, that's the new Chris Rock, dude. I keep thinking of that episode in Crashing where uh, Pete Holmes starts out and he gets insulted by that comedian, uh, Alan Greer. Oh, yeah. Another yeah. black yep. comedian. Yep. And then Artie Lange comes up and tells him, fuck that guy. He used to, he used to uh, be the headliner, and Kevin Hart used to open for him, and now Kevin Hart sells that square sold out. It's so weird. And, you know, I like watching the occasional Kevin Hart clip. I'm not as into him, but I get that appeal. I get why he has that mass success. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I get it. He's not for me. Um, I think he's way more popular than his comedy warrants. That's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah exactly, dude. That's, that's my point. See, that's my point. They had to replace a Chris Rock, and Kevin Hart came around, and they're like, oh, New Chris Rock, great. So mo- moving along, I got I, uh, once again really bad with names. Chris D'Elia, is that his name? Nope. Chris oh, don't know. Okay, that was one. He's pretty funny. He's also kind of he's got a really weird delivery. Uh, Kevin James, I do like Kevin James. He he's got a pretty decent. He's got a pretty solid stand up act. He would have never had a chance yes. to make this list, but he he is. He's really funny. Um, um, what else do I got? He's a very I, confident comedian. He is. Yeah, he is. And he talks about just the most basic shit and makes it really funny. Kevin James. There was the one he's talking about eating the popcorn and the colonel getting fucking, he says, spot welded to the roof of his mouth. And then there was the other bit that he did about doing that, like, step move that, where he's like trying to unstick his balls to his leg and shit. He's really funny. What else? Um, Seinfeld. Oh, Jim Norton. Jim Norton is one of my favorites. Uh, I wanted him to make the list, but by the time we got down to the dirty, I knew he had no chance, but I've seen Jim Norton. He's also good at like destroying himself on stage. He's one of those guys like Patrice O'Neal revealed like all of his debaucherous kinks. Like, he is his full self on stage. He's got nothing to hide. He said he fucked Brie Olsen, and then they were everyone was scared that they might be HIV positive because of the whole Charlie Sheen thing. I mean, it's all right out there. Oh. And the only reason he told that joke, in my mind, the only reason he told that joke was to tell everybody, I fucked Brie Olsen. <laughs> Even, even if he had to depreciate himself to the point of, yeah, and I might have HIV, but guess what? I fucked Brie Olsen. You know, you know that joke where... um. He had uh, some, like his wife or whatever, a girlfriend, like pooped on his chest. And he, he told a joke, and there wasn't even any, like, disclaimer warning. He just went right into it. And then when the audience reacted, he was like, What, you guys don't do this? This isn't. Like, that was his one. And he was, and I, this is like the fourth time I've mentioned Opie and Anthony, but he was a regular on Opie and Anthony. And um, just as hilarious, especially when they moved. Onto like uh, satellite radio 
where they didn't have to like mm-hmm. censor themselves. He was off the charts. Um, yeah. So th- yeah. those are mine. What do you got? What do you got left over? I got Ron White. Ron White's pretty cool, dude. Um, I think it's comedy. I don't know. It's kind of backyard comedy. I but... totally get it. I get the blue collar shit. He's probably one of my. He's the one I like the best. I used to like Jeff Foxworthy right when he first came out, but Jeff Foxworthy never never wrote any new material. Once he started, it was just the same. It was the same shit. It might be a red. Yeah, whatever. We get it. Um, Ron White is a very clever storyteller. Um, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Wanda Sykes. Yeah, she is really funny. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that that is a really yeah. Good Wanda's one. fucking nuts, dude. She is. She, She's bananas. She she doesn't give a fuck neither. Like she really doesn't. She doesn't give a fuck just as much as just as much as Andrew Dice Clay doesn't give a fuck. Wanda Sykes doesn't either. But she has a very much more respectable delivery of it. Why? Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dana Carvey. She was pretty cool. Oh, that's a great one. I never saw his stand up. Uh, I did like him in SNL, and then it, he was making those movies like I don't know. He he never really got a Wayne's World. Okay, Wayne's World was pretty de- decent. He wasn't that. Problem with Dana Carvey is I feel like he did too many shitty movies at the end yeah. of his career. He, yeah, especially well, the, that that really flooded his yeah uh, persona. But yeah. his stand up back in the nineties, the one with the chopped and broccoli. I don't know if you guys know that one. Yeah. That yeah. Is a oh, classic. yes. And then he did a newer oh, yeah. One. Broccoli, Stop yes. Broccoli. I do remember that. The Elton <laughs> John type. Yeah, okay. All right, you got me on that one. You sold me on Dana Carvey. What else you got? Yeah, I mean, my wife brought it up. She was like, what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. He, just, he just didn't do enough stand-up. No, he. I don't think. Yeah. I, I haven't seen enough, I, but I do remember that one bit. Joe Rogan? His podcast. Sometimes I just love listening to. No matter, even if it's a dumb episode, I sometimes like just like listening to him, even if he's just wigging out on acid. Yeah, Joe Rogan's a fucking man, dude. I like him a lot. And his stand-up is is just as good as anything he does. His stand-up. Oh is hell great. yeah, it is. Yeah, it really is, dude. I mean, Joe Rogan really has a lot to offer. What else you got? Uh, Ali Wong. Okay. Yeah, I I know. Yeah, I can... Ali Wong's cool. Um, yeah, that's really all I really got because everybody else was taken up from everybody else. So, all right, Mike for next door. What do you got left? Start off with one of my college greats, Jim Gaffigan. I don't know if he had a fighting chance to make it onto my list, but he is really, really fun. If you really want to see something eye opening, watch some of his first piano specials. Like he's so nervous. And not good. It's so fascinating to watch how good he got. Right, right. I feel like he was so perseverant in his success that it's all so well deserved. But yeah. he's one of the great, great surreal, absurdist comedians out there. Yeah, he is. He is really good. That's a good one. All right, I'm gonna go down my list. Man, he's gone through a lot. Yeah, we have. That's what I'm saying, Derek. Oh, uh, oh, uh, this one I like because sometimes it, you just want to feel. Hilarious and sad at the same time. Artie Lang. Artie Lang. Oh my God! What? Well, it's just what a tragic figure. Train wreck. Yeah. Who the yeah. fuck is Artie Lang? Artie, no, you know who Artie Lang is. He I'm was sure in Dirty I Work. With, uh, he was with Norm Macdonald. Yeah. In Dirty Work, right? Yeah, he was. And he, how, I mean, of course, Howard Stern. 
he was on Howard Stern. Just that whole falling apart between him and Howard. Yeah, his and his drugs just and all that stuff. Downward spiral isn't even the word for it. It was just like a downward shuttle. He was just yeah. You just and if you listen nope. to Howard Stern, you just listen. You were you were listening to his demise, and it's amazing that he's still even relevant, let alone alive. And he's think, he, he's also on crashing uh, quite a bit. Yeah, too. well, that's, I just watched that recently, and it's so eye opening to see his role in that. Cause that's the most real interpretation of him I think I've ever seen. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right. It, yeah, because I feel like everybody on that show is a a pretty close interpretation of themselves, except maybe John Mulaney. Uh, John, oh, yeah. John Mulaney just had to play the dick for the story to make sense, but. Yeah. Well, they, Holmes jokes that he was the one that made John Mulaney a dick. Oh. <laughs> like, John Mulaney's like the nicest guy in the world, right, but like, right. he portrays him as a dick in the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah, dude. But, um, and that's, you know, he's, um, God damn, my fucking brain's shot. What did you just, oh, Artie Lang. Artie Lang is, um, you can't help but like the guy because you're just watching him struggle. And he's so funny. He's so fucking funny. Yeah. But he chooses... I'm not going to say that because, you know, as a, being an addict, you don't choose well, so much of it. You don't choose all of it. But, like... He, you go with it. He's suffering from his addiction. And his addiction... You, you can sit there and listen to it, get the better of him some days. On the other days, he might get the upper hand. But you you just watch yep. the struggle every day. You know, I, I liked him before, but that show made him even more compelling. Yeah, it did. And now I'm really curious to see Howard Stern's side of it, because I knew they were lifelong friends, and I feel like Howard cut him off for personal reasons, not yeah. because I believe Howard he couldn't have been did. on the show. Right, because Howard is... That's who he is. He's the he's gonna be the biggest person, and if you're gonna get in his way, you're gonna go. That's how because Howard is just gonna he's gonna be the most massive person if it kills him, and if it means destroying friendships and burning bridges, so fucking be it. And if you're not if you're not perpetuating his vision, you gotta go. I I get that. Uh, It's business, whatever. But yeah, it doesn't matter. I still love Artie Lang. I've got some other names on here too, um, and I've also got a few that I don't like. Nice, <laughs> like could be like dishonorable mentions. People I just need to shit on. Yeah, or I'll get to them. I've got some good names here. I've got um, you follow the roast crew. I've got Lisa Lampanelli. Lisa mm-hmm. Lampanelli, yeah. And I've got Jeff Ross. You know, it's funny. I I tend to like the cleaner comedians, like your Gaffigans and your Pete Holmes, but right. there's something so charming about Lisa Lampanelli. I feel like she's so good at personifying the insult crowd. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, she, she and Jeff is. Ross too. Jeff Ross might be like the jester who runs that whole brand, but I think Lisa Lampanelli might be the best one that ran that whole roast crew. I think so too. Jeff Ross is pretty good. Or, Je- Jeff Ross had like one or two good Jeff Ross had about two roasts where he really nailed it. Um, so big that it's almost hard to come back from. It's almost hard to top it. Like, I think his best days are behind him, but he is really funny. Yeah. 
I've got also uh, Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla. Oh, God, yeah. The, the man show. But I like them in different forms of their career because um, I love Jimmy Kimmel stand-up days. Yeah. But I don't know how I feel about him as a political late-night host because, you know, I feel like while he he champions a lot of the self-righteous stuff, there's so many clips of him being chauvinistic yes, yeah. <laughs> for a joke. Yep. So to get on a pedestal, it just feels so yeah. cheap. And then do this, you know, both audiences. Yeah. Especially like, what are you going to do a story on the me too movement? Now you had fucking girls jumping on trampolines. Yeah. You know, (laughs) I mean, that's what it boils down to. Yeah. And you know, there were, there were episodes where they just grabbed asses. Yeah. seconds. Like that's on air. How can you be a paragon of virtue now? Yeah, plus, Not that the stuff he's talking about isn't pertinent. It's just I don't know how he can sell himself right. as both. Yeah, it's all um, money. I uh, love Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla's really funny. God dang, that motherfucker. He's so he's funny. kind of like Norm MacDonald. With the delivery. Just a, yeah. Just he's a, just like a little bit of right of center, like every man. Yeah. Just, you know, really interesting upbringing. Yeah, he says the funniest thing at the best moment. And he says it just out of the side of his face. Like it's not, like it's no even, it's no big thing. You know, I love that shit, dude. He, he is, he's incredible. Um, too bad he doesn't, I don't even know what he does now. <laughs> he just podcasts. He actually makes most of his money off his podcast. No shit. Yeah, him and uh, Joe Rogan, I think they're two of the, I think they, they had a, something about the top 10 podcast people. I think he was up there. Yeah. Golly, I forgot all about him. And then I had to mention this name, uh, Hannibal Barrett. Oh, fuck yeah. Dude, how did I forget about Hannibal? The man who took down Cosby. I know, shit. He's very, very important in comedy. And he's also very, very funny to boot. So, that's good. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, it took down yeah, Cosby. Yeah, it's like awkward comedy. It's not even funny. <laughs> he did. Um, let me hit you with a couple more, if you don't mind, dude, just because. Um, Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, yeah. That dude's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yep. That's serious, man. That guy's crazy, dude. I, what else you got? Um, I, I'm so interested in going to the ones, the, like the shitty ones. So like let's yeah. What else do you got for the good ones? Because I want to see. I want to start knocking some of these. <laughs> oh, Jay Leno, hands down Leno. Oh God, Jay Leno, dude. Oh. I cannot stand Leno. So for anybody that's followed Leno's entire career, Leno had a fantastic setup in the eighties. He was a slightly dirty blue collar comedian. Yeah, he and was in my good. mind. This was. He was really good. Yeah. Really. He, he did some really good stuff back then. He was. But yeah, to find it, you know, and then, of course, he was a late night king. And that was a And rat. then the whole thing with Carson, he got the gig. Yeah. Letterman didn't. And then this, I don't know if any of you know the night shift thing where he kind of played politics to get that job. Yeah. I, I've. A lot of people thought that Letterman would get it. I forgot and what was, I saw that. I saw. I forgot where I saw that, but I did, I, I was watching some show and they were explaining that. Yeah. That, there was a book and a movie that came out 
And, like, apparently he actually was so obsessive with getting the show that he hid in the closet and tried to influence to get that job, even though Letterman apparently was Carson's pick to take over the mantle of the late night, the late show uh, run-up. Damn. Right. So Leno got it. And then he relived the same history almost 20 years later. Right. When Conan O'Brien got the show. Mm-hmm. And he and, fucked over Conan. Yeah. Yeah. And then people sit on Conan because it because about the money, but like, why would Leno take the show back if he was done with the show? Oh, dude, we can actually, what? we can we can absolutely throw Conan O'Brien on this too because Conan O'Brien's really funny. No, he is. Coco, yeah. Coco is really fucking funny, yeah. dude. I I enjoyed him. <laughs> oh, okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I I'm gonna try there to think go, of man. this name. You guys talk. All right, so we said Stephen White, Dennis Miller, Red Fox. All right, slow no, down. Sam Kinison. Stephen Wright, holy shit, hold on. <laughs> Stephen Wright is amazing. Red Fox, I get it, not my thing. It is time, and it's time, yeah. dude. What did you say, Sam Kinison? Fuck yeah, dude. Dude, Sammy? Yeah. Wasn't Kinison a preacher? I, I remember reading he was a preacher. Or I don't... Was he? <laughs> Oh, that I would be even better. Was. That's awesome. What? I read that somewhere. I'm, pre- I'm 80% sure he was a preacher. No, the fuck 20, way. I'm 20% sure I might be naked. I can up. see it, too. Can you see him doing a sermon? Like, you Dude, can, no shit. Using the... Oh, Rick's the, researching it right now. The yell. Oh, my God. Um, What about... Oh, are you fucking shitting me? What about... uh? Steve Carell. What stand up? Well, I never Carell seen Steve Carell was him. an improv guy. Oh, was he? Just like yeah. there. Steve Carell is funny. Um, oh hell yeah, man! He's fantastic. I just don't know if he does stand up. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if he would be considered stand up, but he is more of an improv guy. He is a, like he's great at, uh, at improv. It, uh, yeah, like the but still, shit. I mean, he's worth really mentioning. Good. Worth mentioning. But, um, worth mentioning. What about, what about Sinbad? Uh, what about Sinbad? Oh my God, dude! Okay, dude, for real, S- Sinbad. <laughs> Sinbad will fucking tear apart an audience, and that will be his set. Sinbad is the best at fucking just destroying crowds, like whole rooms of people. No sweat. He's he's the best at it. I don't even know what his bits are. I just watch Sinbad because I know oh, he's going to no. fuck somebody up in the audience, and it's so funny every time. And he does it in such a good-natured way that you don't even know you're being tore down until it's way too late. Yeah. He's so oh, good yeah, at it. Dude. I've seen him murder on audiences. Yeah, I said did David. Did you guys mention David Cross? I, I mentioned David We Cross. did earlier. You did, you did, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought you did. I thought we did. I thought we did. Dude, David Cross is fucking great. Okay, Brett Butler. Who? Brett Butler. Brett Butler. That's name. I went to high school with a guy named Brett Butler, but it's not the same Brett Butler. I've watched the movie Bob the Butler with uh, fucking what's the guy's name? Tom Green or whatever. Oh, Tom Green. Oh my god. Oh god. I'm not gonna lie, Rick. The first time I met you, I thought you kind of looked like Tom Green. Why, thank you, sir. Oh, man. I mean, that is a and compliment. I have two nuts, yeah. not one. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what else, what else do we got for good good ones so we can get to the bad ones? So what would you say? Um, 
Bobcat Goldthwait, that's another one. He, I like him, too. He's really funny. Dilbert, dude? Yeah. That's about it. I, so I want to go to the bad ones, man. Let's go to the shitty ones. Let's pick on some people. All right. That we don't like. Yeah. I've already gone with Leno, but he's like at the top of my don't like list. Yeah, Leno is pretty good. And we've already covered it on Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like, started out strong and then I've never, ever changed his act. I've got a really good one to what shit you, on. What do you got? I don't know why. Carlos Mencia. Oh, God, he's the worst. Oh, oh he's the worst. The, the same thing. The same thing as, um, uh, what the fuck we were just talking about? Uh, Jeff Foxworthy. He, you, you have yep. one joke land and you think you can use it for the rest of your life, man. It doesn't well, comedy yeah. doesn't work that way. So here's a here's a Carlos Mencia story and a Joe Rogan story. Joe Rogan is a comedian that destroyed Carlos Mencia's career <laughs> because Carlos Mencia was a joke stealer. Oh, see, I don't like that shit, man. He he stole so many jokes and like not even paraphrased, like just word for word. He stole some of Cosby's jokes. Damn. There's a joke about like passing the football, of, like thinking mom instead of dad, even though dad called yeah. He yeah. cooked Cosby football joke. Yeah, that's a Cosby joke. I remember that one. Yep. What the fuck? Hell yeah. Um. Damn. What else? Joe you Rogan got? actually went on stage during a Carlos Mencia act and called him out in front of Carlos Mencia's audience, <laughs> and it was like hate oh and put God. online. And a year later, they canceled the show, and he doesn't even do comedy anymore. Yeah, and that was a wrap. Good, man. And then Joe Rogan is the best. Because <laughs> that's so aggravating. Like, yeah. Comedians were tired of him stealing his jokes. They'd, have, they'd, they'd see him come into the side of the comedy show and be like, fuck, this new material I'm going to do. This, this motherfucker might kick my ass. You know, the thing with Carlos right. Mencia is the only joke that he ever made that landed was making fun of somebody that was slow anyways like the mentally chat you're making fun of somebody yeah. that's mentally retarded anyways so that's i mean yeah, that's like a low blow yeah whatever for the people that laughed at it i got it i never really liked him anyways um what about uh, i don't think comedy's like that dude i don't know what about uh what else you got I, i'm liking this let's dog some more people man <laughs> Do a podcast of shitting on bad Just comedians. shitting on like fucking a... terrible people. Mm, I like it. Um, my That's where I have a hard time with Leary, though, because Dennis Leary would be like, I both respect him and like him as an actor. But then if all that shit is but, true, that is such a shit move, too, you know? Yeah, I just, you just every time I see him, I think about Bill Hicks, and I just right. get so angry. So right. then he like creeps on the list a little bit. I mean, there were whole acts that Bill Hicks did that he was doing on the side. It was like, yeah. how could you think you'd get away with this? And he yeah, never admitted shitty. it. And he gets and he gets angry when people bring it up. <laughs> I feel like if it wasn't true, he, he would wouldn't be getting angry. Correct. He'd be okay yeah, he with would just, that. He so would be defending himself. I'm going to mention one. This isn't like I don't think this is a, a terrible person. I just think that the act is terrible. Um, Gabriel Iglesias or whatever the fuck his name, the fluffy guy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The fluffy guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Fluffy. Yep. I am not. I can't watch that. I'm <laughs> not in. I can't. I'm not. I'm out. I don't. 
And it's not, he's probably a really nice guy. He seems like a nice guy. I'm sure he is. But I can't do it, man. I can't, it's, he's, hey he's one of the most annoying comedians I've ever seen. What the fuck is a guy with all the puppets? Oh, all right. Let me tell you something. This, you're treading on sacred ground. And the reason I say that is because <laughs> I have to listen to this shit every fucking night when my daughter goes to sleep. She watches. Uh, oh, do you? Yeah, she watches. Bill uh, Dunham. Bill Dunham. Jeff, Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like Damn, him dude. because I can recite his whole show because I listen to it every night. Uh, so that, yeah. So my my opinion is very skewed, but if you say okay. so, I'll I'll fucking agree with you, man. Puppets are awesome. Great, but I don't I I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> I'm very torn between Jeff Dunham and his puppets and the whole thing. I'm just I don't know. It was it had time in its place. It's over. It's gone. But he's he's moving a, on. He's a massive comedian because of it. He's he has a he really is a gigantic career. and should he be and should he be? I don't know. I, I, I know I'm sick of listening to it every night. So I like I said, that's a really touchy subject. So all right, all right, all right. that's that's a good one. Uh, Jeff Dunham. Yeah, that's a good one to hate. I'm gonna bring up you know fuck Jeff Dunham. I'm bringing up Bob Marley. Once again, I don't. I, I'll you don't know look. who Bob Marley is. No, we just, okay. We, yeah, I, I'll have to check that one out. I, I'm actually gonna write that down next to a Steve Hostetter. When I first came to Maine, just like Mike said, but like, what do you mean Bob Marley's playing live? Who the fuck is what? Dude, Bob Marley is dead. Like, no, it's a comedian. <laughs> like, that's not funny. Yeah. First off, that's not funny. You don't fucking say that your name is Bob Marley. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're like, are you fucking serious? I don't care if your name really is Bob Molly or not. You should change that shit because you know who Bob Molly is. Yeah. And then to find out it's a fucking scrawny white guy telling <laughs> bad fucking Maynard jokes. Oh, Lord. Dude, that just pisses people off. <laughs> it um, pisses me off, at least. He's got that whole brand. Was it Up to Camp? Up to Camp. Oh, and he sells the shirts. He's like, oh, the, yeah. He, he really is the Maynard, like... Like, he could do the, what is it, the Jeff Foxworthy tour, the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. Yeah. Yep. Like, he could he could just be the fifth guy on that show. Sure. He really could. Yeah, he could. He could. All right. So I am not a fucking like, Bob Marley fan at all, dude. I despise Bob Marley, dude. His comedy is okay sometimes. Okay. Yeah, anybody can fucking crack a joke. Anybody fucking hates you. You can crack a joke and I'll laugh at you. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. But you know what? Shut the fuck up. All I try to say is shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah, good. Okay, what about... It's like uh, working with that guy that you don't fucking like that much, dude. He's fucking annoying. And he keeps on going and going. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. Enough. Who, <laughs> <laughs> We're at work here. Why would I pay to go see you? So, oh. so what about... uh, What about Roseanne Barr? You know, back in the heyday... She really was a legend. Yeah, she killed it. She was a totally yeah. different person than she is today. Back when she was working with, what, Tom Arnold, Norm MacDonald? Tom Arnold and Norm MacDonald. Yeah, Norm MacDonald wrote for the Roseanne show for a while. Right. Um, and 
she had a very strong cast to support her. Um, but then she just lost her mind too. <laughs> I don't know she what... was a lesbian on the show, right? What? She was, did you say was she? a lesbian? Yeah, wasn't she a lesbian on the show? No, she was. Oh, a... Roseanne. No, she was the mother of of Roseanne. Of the show, I mean, Roseanne. she was very married to John Goodman. Yeah. I mean, some people might say that's the traits of a lesbian, but yeah, I because he, I'm sure he has huge tits, but I don't know if, yeah, I don't know. I mean, oh, I don't. You said Roseanne Barr. Yeah, I don't hate her. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I I, I completely misheard you. I'm I think terribly sorry, O'Donnell. <laughs> that's I, what, no, 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 no. you were thinking of. I Rosie thought I O'Donnell. was thinking something different, way different, dude. Um, um, I just misheard you completely. I'm sorry. Oh, Roseanne Barr. Yeah, dude. No shit. I I don't know if you like her or not. Um, I don't know if um, I like her or not. To be honest, I liked her back in the day, but she just, she got weird with the multiple personalities and shit. Yeah, Roseanne Barr was cool, dude. I mean, she was all right. She had her place, but uh, she lost it. Yeah. <laughs> you got any other ones to shit on? Hmm. I feel like if I think hard enough, I could definitely find someone. Um, I, I feel know, like Carrot Top would have been on the list. Yeah, I think Carrot Top should have been on there. Because uh, he's a travesty of a person. <laughs> He made all the wrong... Oh, God, Andy Dick is... Yeah, Andy Dick made all the wrong choices. Every single one of them. Yeah, I think uh, Dane Cook would have been on that shit as well. Oh, that's actually a good one. Um, I'm sorry, I just... I heard a lot of stories about him stealing jokes and uh, Dane Cook being one of the hated, most hated fucking comedians. He's just a monster energy drink of comedians. Yeah, he he remind it's it's the whole it's the whole Kevin Hart argument. He's way more popular than his than his material warrants. That that's what yep. I think. Um, what about Ellen DeGeneres? I I actually I, like Ellen. Oh, I, just, I kind of like Ellen. I kind of like Ellen. I think I don't like her because my mother used to watch that show all the time. Oh God, I would have watched the show yeah. though. Did you watch her most recent special? No, I haven't. There's a special she just had come out called Relatable, and she actually jokes about her personality she does on TV. Yeah. How she's like the nice, everybody has to dance with me. Right, right. TV host. And she clearly doesn't like it, so it's actually really interesting to watch that special. I I highly recommend it. I'll check that out because she seems like some. She also was one of the first comedians to be invited on um, Johnny Carson. Like famous com- yeah. comedians. Oh, sweet. Yeah, no shit, though. All right. Well, damn. Um, thanks for being on the podcast. This is that was Mike from next door. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, That's good. I appreciate Didn't it. Have uh, to change the name of your podcast. Yeah. To <laughs> yeah. Rick Roy and your boy and your <laughs> other boy and your other boy next door. <laughs> That's yeah. one way to put it. Bunch of boys. Yeah, the whole mess is, is a big old sausage party. Here we go. The Subtractive and Your Boy Record podcast, they're going to be on SoundCloud. Or you can get them on thesubtractive.com. Everything's on there. The Subtractive album, Another Time, is for sale on Bandcamp. You might as well just go to thesubtractive.com to fulfill all of your 
these attractive names. 